Want to start a conscious fashion brand but discouraged that there's so many other brands out there? Well, we're talking about how you can differentiate your brand in this episode. I'm going to overview four ways you can do that, so let's dive in. And before we dive in, I wanted to say that if you don't have a sustainable fashion brand yet, but you want to start one, then make sure you snag our brand new $20,000 Launcher Fashion Brand Masterclass. This is meant for people that want to start a sustainable fashion brand that makes a minimum of $20,000 at launch. And in this masterclass, I am not holding back. It's absolutely free. I'm going to give you the exact steps you need to go from idea to launch so there's no guesswork. By the end of the masterclass, you will have set up your business foundation and your founder foundation. I'm really excited. I don't want you to be the only brand not applying these strategies because a lot of people have already snagged it. You can access the masterclass at recloseted.com slash masterclass or click the link in the show notes. Join the slow fashion revolution with Recloseted Radio. As the number one podcast for fashion entrepreneurs with a conscience, we're here to help you reach new heights. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted, and I'm on a mission to share my insider knowledge and strategies for launching a successful sustainable brand, growing your existing slow fashion business, and making your brand more environmentally friendly. I also invite industry experts to share their stories and insights too. So subscribe and let's get to work on transforming the harmful fashion industry. Okay, so right off the bat, I wanted to begin by saying that if you want to be different, if you want your brand to be differentiated and not like anything else out there, then you cannot do what 99% of other brands are doing. And you as a founder cannot do what 99% of the population is doing as well. If you want to be truly different, if you want to stand out, if you want to be a brand that is remembered and worn by a lot of people and actually makes an impact, then you actually truly need to be different. And in order to do that, your process and your journey will not look like everyone else's. What I mean by that is, as an example, if your friends are going out on a Friday night, but you need to work on the business, don't feel bad about it because you are trying to build something and they may not be right? It's okay. Remember that if you want to be different, you cannot do what everyone else is doing. And in the same vein, if you see fast fashion brands launching things left, right, and center that people don't necessarily need, then don't try to imitate or copy that business model because again, that's not going to work for you. We want to make sure that your brand is intentional and differentiated. Try not to copy and follow the mold of what everyone else is doing. Instead, I want you to stay in your lane and really follow the steps that I'm going to be overviewing in this episode. The next thing I need you to know is that all of this, your business, your brand, your products, it needs to be centered around your customer. That is how you're going to truly be able to differentiate your brand and create a brand that will stand out and be above the rest. I have said this before, but I will say it again. If you're trying to target and reach everyone because you feel like that's the way that you're going to be able to maximize your sales and make as much as possible, well, actually the reverse is true because if you try to attract and target everyone, your messaging is going to be way too broad, way too generic, and you're actually going to speak to and attract no one. So it is better for you to be more specific niche down. You've probably heard that term before. And for your first few launches, really try to create product for a very specific demographic and a very specific type of person. I know as you're listening to this, you might think you're leaving money on the table and you won't make as much, but trust me, the reverse is true. 
I've had clients do it both ways. I've had clients be like, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to go a little bit more broad and generic. Let's see what happens. And their launches are not nearly as successful as when they niche down and really pinpoint who their ideal customer is. When you make a product and you message the product to one specific avatar, one specific person, they're going to think it's exactly for them and they'll think that it's a no-brainer to buy. And they'll share it with other people that are like them. And that's when your product and your brand and your business as a whole really skyrockets and takes off. But like I mentioned, if you try to create something for everyone and you try to do everything, it's just going to get really muddled down and you're not going to be as specific as you can be. If you personally think back to a time where you saw an ad or you saw a product that was meant for you, think about the power of the messaging, think about the power of the product. And think about how excited you were or you would be to buy it, right? This is the exact same thing when you are trying to attract a customer as well. As an example, I had a client once that was starting a sustainable wedding brand. And so she got really specific about the fact that she was targeting brides. She went on Pinterest. She really tried to reach them. She had really specific messaging and she was really able to take off her brand because she was really, really specific. And then now she's expanded a bit and she started to do just more formal dresses. So think like prom, think bridesmaid dresses, like she's expanded now beyond just bridal dresses. But you need to start somewhere so that you can actually take off and scale. Building upon my previous point, your whole business needs to be centered around your customer. We need to be very specific. We need to niche down so that you can be as successful as possible. But then furthermore, you need to take a customer first approach. And if you've listened to past podcast episodes or you've watched my YouTube videos, then you know I am obsessed with this and this is so important. But if you haven't, then I'll quickly give you an overview. It is exactly what it sounds like. You're going to put your customer first. And a lot of people tend to put their products first. And this is a huge mistake because then you end up creating a product that hasn't been validated and you end up creating a product that people may not actually want or need, and that is just a waste of materials, a waste of money, a waste of resources. Instead, we need to start with your customer versus starting with your product. What that looks like is you need to identify who your ideal customer is first, get very specific, niche down like I was just talking about. And the bonus tip here is to really figure out someone that you are passionate about helping because you're going to think about this person day in and day out. If you don't really care about helping them or they don't really resonate with you, it's going to be kind of an uphill battle. So I definitely recommend picking someone that you are passionate about helping. It could be a problem that you have gone through and so then you are kind of your own ideal customer. A lot of my clients have done that. That is completely fine. Or maybe if a close friend of yours or your sister or you know someone like that has a problem that you want to solve, then that's fine as well. But pick someone you are passionate about solving, get specific with it, niche down. And then what you want to do is get to know them inside and out, figure out what their problems are in their life, with their wardrobe, with their clothes, what's missing, really get to know them. And then what you're going to do is co-create a solution with them. So you're going to work together to figure out what you could make that would actually solve a problem and add value to their lives. How you're going to do that is through market research. We don't want to just guess. We want to make informed business decisions based on data. But you can do surveys and or interviews. And the key here is not just to have a survey and have five responses and then base your entire business on that because that is not going to be statistically significant. 
you want to go out and get at least like 50 or 100 or even 150 responses. And then with your interviews, I think it's really helpful to deep dive on some of the interesting responses on your survey. I have a whole process I get our clients to do, but essentially in your survey, you may want to ask a question at the very end around, hey, can I reach out to you for an interview and then have some sort of perk for them like a gift card or something like that so that it's worth their time and they will give you a meaningful interview so that you actually get good data. For the interviews, you generally want to sit down with at least five people. Ideally, you could do like 10 or 15 or even 20. But the more data you collect, the better, because like I mentioned, you really want to get to know your ideal customer so that you can ensure you're solving the right problem and ensure you have the right solution to solve that problem. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, Selena, this makes sense, but this also sounds like a lot of work. Well, it is. And if you put in this work, it's going to set your brand apart from the rest and it will differentiate your brand. No one said that creating a differentiated, successful brand was going to be easy. It's definitely hard. But if you want to do this properly and you want to be successful, you need to put in the work. That being said, though, it is important to work smarter and not just harder which is why I recommend picking one person, niching down, getting to know them through surveys and interviews. And I've given you all the tools you need. You just need to go and execute. So remember that like you can't be like 99% of other brands if you want to be differentiated, if you want to be special, if you want to stand up against the rest. Make sure you put in this work. It's really important because it would be so much easier for you to just design another loungewear brand or another sweater or another pair of pants without really thinking about who it's for, how they're going to use it, what problem it solves. That would be so easy, but the hard part would come once you launched and you will have so much difficulty in selling it. And you will also be so stressed about all this inventory that you potentially may have. Do the hard work up front so that your launch can be easy. Cannot stress that enough. Now that you've identified your ideal customer, you know what products you're going to make and they've been validated. The next thing that will really set your business up for success and differentiate you across a sea of other fashion brands is your branding or your brand. This is important because this is something that doesn't happen overnight. Some people think that branding is just a logo and colors and typography and font. And while that's a part of it, the bigger part of your branding or your brand is what people associate with it. First and foremost, people need to be aware of your brand, know that it exists. As a startup brand, that is one of the biggest hurdles you will face. It's like getting your recognition out there, getting your brand name out there, just getting people to know about you. That's something that's important to start from the get-go. But throughout this whole process, as the years go by, as the time goes on, you want to make sure that people are associating your brand with the right connotations that you want. You want to make sure that everyone's association and experience with your brand is good as well. If you think about some of the biggest brands in the world, such as Airbnb, Uber, Meta, like all those big tech companies or just any of your favorite brands too, you will realize that there's certain things that come to mind when you hear about those businesses and they may be good, they may be bad, they may be neutral, but all of that has been built up over time Yes, you can create a logo. Yes, you can have fonts. Yes, you can have colors and you can decide that overnight. But what is not built overnight is the actual association of your brand and what people perceive of it and what people think of it. 
Think of your brand as a separate person from you. And if this is a separate person, then what is their personality? What is their tone of voice? What is their character? And it's really important to think about what that looks like so that you can set your brand up for success. If you think about the last time you personally bought something, whether it was a clothing item or a makeup product or a skincare product, or even what type of milk you bought, like what brand of milk you bought, it is really important to think about the decisions and the contributing factors that played into that decision. And more often than not, obviously, price point is important. A lot of people now care about what's going into their food or their clothing. Branding is definitely part of it. If you think about just going back to the milk example, there's all these different types of milk, and oat milk is kind of all the rage right now. But there's so many different brands of oat milk too. And then also the ingredients in oat milk because some of them don't have great things in them. Your brand at the end of the day will help differentiate you from your competitors. And a lot of people might be selling sweaters. A lot of people might be selling pants. But if you have a differentiated and validated product on top of having an amazing brand that people associate with being intentional, conscious, doing better, all these different things, then your products are going to be the no-brainer winner and that's what we want. If you want your brand to be known for quality or sustainability or whatever other positive connotations, you need to reinforce that and build that brand over time. In other words, you need to continuously act in what's best for the brand. And I've talked about this last week, I think, in the bouquet of flowers analogy. But basically, the analogy is that you can have a bouquet of flowers, it can be beautiful, But if even one of those flowers is wilted or some of the petals are missing, it ruins the image of the entire bouquet and your business and your brand is the exact same thing. You want to make sure every single experience, every single touch point, every single copy, everything related to your brand is just pristine so that you can maintain this bouquet of flowers and you can continuously act in what's best for the brand and for your business. Again, if this sounds hard, it's because it is. It would be so easy to haphazardly put together a brand and then not really follow anything, not really have a North Star, not really have values for your business. And then that would make you the same as 99% of other businesses. If you actually want to be differentiated and stand out, then you need to put in the work when it comes to your customer products, and your brand as well. That's how you differentiate your fashion brand. It's not going to be easy, but it is going to be worthwhile to do all this work up front so that it can be easier as you grow and scale in the future. I promise you, if you do this, you will be successful. You just need to put in the time, put in the effort, and just be smart about it like I talked about in this podcast episode. Really follow what I mentioned, and I have no doubt you will be successful. Lastly, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, if you want access to our $20,000 Launcher Fashion Brand Masterclass, then make sure you go to recloseted.com masterclass, and the link will also be in the show notes for you. And that's a wrap on this episode. If you got value from this, I would appreciate it if you could take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, and tag us at recloseted. Be sure to subscribe to the Recloseted Radio podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode and you have access to all of our valuable resources. And if you're feeling generous, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a glowing review. I'm cheering you on and together, let's transform the harmful fashion industry.